2: No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before you, I was playing the game of pieces. Pieces of men danced around the field of loneliness. Scattered pieces of defeat and brokenness. You blew in like a gentle breeze and scattered the remnants of those that turned out to be narcissistic and unbalanced. You brought with you sweet, sweet music, keeping rhythms of my heart's drumbeat, calming my emotions with a consistent baseline of straightforwardness and honesty, holding my hands to guide me out of the cluttered confusion of cheaters, liars, and emotional immaturity. Seeking me, seeing me, knowing me in a natural way. So relieved I, I grabbed your hand, anxious to dive into the unknown, ready to do something different. I followed the drums, the familiar rhythm that agrees to my own heart's longing. Held on to the baseline and its anchoring of the harmonic framework yet to come felt the melody of the keyboard that tickled to my stomach with the excitement of things to become. And I decided immediately to dance with you into the unknown and risky business of love. Letting my soul lead as it tunes itself to the music of possibilities and hopefulness. Finally, leaving behind broken pieces of men. Behold, stands a whole man that is leading the dance into a field of dreams. Peace and lights, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. This is Sweet Friend Sean, and you just listened to Feel the Dreams by yours truly. I was pleasantly surprised to hear our producer choose that as our opening selection today. I am Sweet Fran Sean, Sean, spelled S-U-I-T-E-F-R-A-N-C-H-O-N. I am your host for Beyond the Word here at grad- Master Grid Radio with your producer, the lovely Jacqueline Taylor-Adams. And before we even begin and we go any further, please, please join me in saying a happy, happy birthday to our producer, Jacqueline Taylor Adams. Jacqueline, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, sis. I'm so glad that we work together and you are phenomenal and an awesome. Sh- woman who shares her gifts with the world unselfishly. So I just want to say that while we have the line open and while everybody is listening. So like I said, welcome to Master Grid Radio. You're listening to Beyond the Word with Sweet Sean, And tonight, we're going to talk about a few things. I want to make sure that if you're um, online or you like to join us, that you make sure that you share on your social media how to reach us. You can go to Block Talk Radio and put in Master Grid Radio, of course, or just simply call 6716 7994 and please, please press 1 if you would like to speak with me. Um, tonight, I'm excited. Um, this is our Juneteenth edition where we are going to take calls, and you get to pick migraine if you call in. Um, again, What is Beyond the Word, for those of you listening for the first time? Beyond the Word is a blog talk radio platform in which we share monthly with yours truly on opportunities, how to grow your business, and anything you'd like to know about spoken words and going beyond just an open mic format or beyond um, what we traditionally believe are venues, events, or outlets for spoken word. So we talk about various things every month, and we always have such wonderful guests online. And um, I think this, if you are in the spoken word arena and you are already in it, you've been in it for quite some time, you feel stagnant, if you feel that like you just want to see if what you're going through, if others have gone through it, if you're trying to grow open up your platform, you know, this is where you want to call, you want to listen in every month, I promise you, you will never, ever, ever be disappointed. Um, our visionary, Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and our producer, she's also the producer, executive producer of this,
0: um,
2: of our show, um, has had foresight, wherewithal, and love for spoken word to make sure that we are sharing with everyone. So we're going to get started with the show shortly. I just want to give everyone a few moments to share, to get prepared for, get your notepad out, Um, call in. Like I said, if you are so moved to speak with me today, call 646-716-7994, and I'm here for you tonight for an entire hour, okay, for an entire hour. We want to be with you, and we want to talk and share now, the time goes very quickly. The time goes very quickly. So, I would suggest you get online right now. And we do have a caller. So, we're excited. We're excited to um, share with you today. So, we're going to start off. We're going to get right into it. I'm going to give a few things before we pull in our guest. If you are a spoken word artist, I want you to think about what products you have, and which products are the best for you, for your style of delivery. I want you to think about those things, and if you have any questions specifically on how to get them done, give me a call, and I'd be glad to help you. Always remiss, so I want to tell those who are hearing my voice for the first time who I am. My name is Sweet, spelled like the Hotel Sweet, S-U-I-T-E, Franchon, F-R-A-N-C-H-O-N. I am a producer, executive producer, composer, songwriter, author, spoken word artist and um, director and and television and radio personality as well. Um, I started out just like most of you. I started out simply writing my thoughts on paper and always had a poetic way about sharing my thoughts on paper. I never expected to share it with the public when I was writing writing. I never expected to be on stage. I never expected to add music. I never expected to be an author. I never expected to create uh, a live music production using poetry as the delivery. Um, I never expected to do all the things that I'm doing. I never expected to be a host of Massacre Radio either. You know, um, Jacqueline sought me out, and that's how I've gotten here. It's been an evolution, fast and furious um, I have, since I got started, I, like I said, I produce live shows, uh, create, create, direct, and produce and perform in live shows, but I also have a, um, launching an EP soon, you just heard one of the tracks from my upcoming EP, I have five of the six tracks completed, which you can already get online as well. Um, Living the Journey. We talked about that last month, about getting your book published and and what were the options and what was the vehicle to do that. We talked before that on producing your music, getting it mastered, getting it online, um, how to share it. We talked before about that, how to produce your own live shows and telling the story and what it looks like through poetry. So we've talked about a few things. So today, as I said, Jacqueline and her Divine Wisdom, has decided that we shall um allow opportunity for you to just simply call in and pick my brain. Okay? So that's why we're here today. And thank you so much for listening. So first on the line today, we're gonna I'm gonna invite Andrea Nicole on the line. Andrea, are you with us? While we're waiting for her to tap in, let me tell you a little bit about Andrea. Andrea Hello. Nicole Hello. Hey hi, how are you?
1: Okay, I'm sorry. You? I didn't know if you guys could hear me or
2: not. Go ahead. We can hear you now. So let me tell everybody a little bit about you before you chime in. Thank
1: okay? you. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, she's a poet as well. Her artist and you know, a spoken word artist. She's building her art artistic business and we're excited that she's written she has written work. Um, the first product of development I think is gonna be a book of poetry, so I love to hear about that. And some other things. But we, she's performed mostly, I believe you're based in North Carolina,
1: is Yes, that, correct? that is correct, in North Carolina, okay, good,
2: Charlotte. Good. Charlotte, oh, well, we, you know, we love Charlotte. Charlotte's a vibrant and ever-evolving city, so we're oh, glad to sure. hear. Oh, for sure, I'm
1: coming to learn that very quickly. <laughs>
2: yes, yes, we're so glad to hear that you're there, and part of that, you know, you're on the forefront of it, to be honest with you. So we are um, glad you're with us today. Everybody, please welcome Ms. Andrea Nicole, who's joined us today, and and she's going to tell you more about how to find her her, and follow her online on social media. But today, you are the first guest on the line, Andrea. So before you pick my brain, why don't you tell um, everyone, again, what you're working on more specifically, and also let them know how to find you.
1: Okay, well, as you stated, my name is Andre Nicole Williams. Um, You can find me on Facebook as Andre Nicole Williams. I currently don't have um, an Instagram or, you know, Snapchat or anything set up, but it's obvious that I need one because I'm finding out as I go how important um, social media and the Internet, um, you know, comes into play when trying to expand your brand and, you know, network and different things like that. So, um, like I said, I do have a very active Facebook page, Andrea Nicole Williams, and um, I am based in Charlotte, North Carolina, originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Um, and I've been writing since I was a child, um, honestly. And um, now I'm 34, and I just got the courage to get on stage for the first time and actually share my work with – someone other than, you know, my family and people that just tell me everything that I do is great. I was very insecure about my work. Um, I just thought, you know, I was a little creative, but they were just thoughts. But the more I felt the urgency to um, get things out and to have a voice, I realized how important my voice is and how important it is for me to speak.
2: Okay, so tell me, since you're 34, I know you have questions for me, but I need you to tell Tell me, since you're 34 and you are just now, you've just decided to share your gift beyond your immediate family, your immediate circle. What, what was, what happened in your life to make you do that? Because usually well, it's something um, that happens in our lives.
1: Yeah, well, definitely, I I know exactly what happened. Um, I kind of was broken down um, beyond anything that I ever thought that I could recover from. Um, you know, divorce, uh, living out in the middle of nowhere, you know, in North Carolina by myself, delivering a baby by myself. Um, So I went through all of these things and I just developed this sense of fearlessness and determination to speak and have my voice finally heard. Um, And when I moved to Charlotte, when I moved back to Charlotte from Fayetteville, North Carolina, um, I decided that there was no greater time for me to shed all of my insecurities, all of my fears, you know, and I just figured if I can go through that, I can go through anything. And I was just inspired by so much creativity around me because like you said, Charlotte is the forefront and they've been so welcoming. And um, the the spoken word community has been very inviting and very supportive. um, And it just gives me the drive and the encouragement just to keep going
2: Good, good. Well I wanna we wanna start there. I wanna share with everyone a part of my story that I don't share often that I also was going through a divorce, a difficult time, a dark time in my life out coming out of that and I happened I'm from Wilmington, Delaware, and for the first time I found in like ten years or more I had an opportunity to have some time to myself and I really didn't know what to do with that time anymore because it had been so consumed by family, kids and a husband. And then, as the divine have having, a commercial came on about um, open mic with a live jazz band in Philadelphia, Juan Shout out to Arpeggio Jazz Band and, and that boy Dave. And they were doing an event in Philadelphia every week, and I found my way there. And literally, that's how I got started, because they 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 created a safe place, as you said. Um, the art community was really popping at the time in Philly, and... They created a safe space where I felt that I can share my thoughts and poems I had only been writing in my journal, and that's actually how I got started too. So we're going to use that as a learning point right now, especially for any women that are listening, especially oh, women sure. of a certain, women most, of a certain age, right? Most
1: definitely, and that's why I've I've branded myself 9917, and I know a lot of people look at it and they say, what does 9917 mean? Well, I became a mother in 1999 at the age of 16 years old. Uh, My son Mm -hmm. actually just graduated from high school um, and he's on his way to college and he's doing really, really well. But 1999 was a very, you know, um, pivotal year for me because I became a mother and I became a woman, you know, way before I should have. And then, um, as previously stated, 2017 is when I just decided you know, like I said, to just shed all of that stuff that we women carry around, worrying about the kids and the husband and how we're going to do this. And I really felt like it was just time for me to do something for me. And the first night that I went to do spoken word, I didn't even tell anyone. Um, I didn't want to make a big fuss about it. It was just something that I wanted to do for myself. It was kind of like a personal challenge, and I knew that once I crossed that barrier, there was no turning back.
2: Okay. Yes, yes, true that, true that. So that's happened to all of us. And not all of us, but it's happened to a lot of us. Where we decide at the after we decided after taking care of so many people that it was time for us to do something for ourselves. So I And think not that's only awesome time,
1: up. but it's okay for us and to do okay.
2: something for Because <laughs> we right. feel so guilty. Right. It's okay. Yeah. Right, it's okay. It's okay. And I read a book that really helped me. And I remember it said, If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And it it struck with me, it stood with me, that, and especially as black women, we have the tendency to believe that we can't take our superwoman cape off, that it's not okay, and we always put ourselves last. And so I find that the majority of people that I speak with, that is what they love about my story, is that I haven't let life and other things stop me, no matter how old or young you are. So that's important. So, now she's supposed to be picking my brain, but as you see, we this is we're bouncing off of one another right smiling, now. right <laughs> right, which is awesome, but you know people don't realize or know that i you know, i'm forty nine I didn't really get started until I was in my I was about thirty five then I stopped again because being a single mother, suddenly you know they were busy, but I remember specifically at forty years old um I was so miserable just working for other people and doing everything. I felt bad. You slip. Let me say this. This is, a, this is a moment I want to share. Oftentimes, we slip back into survival mode. Oh, yes. All of our survival mechanisms kick in, and so we slip back into that, and then we let go of what we were, had started in the first place. And that was happening. I knew I needed to do this poetry thing. It it moved my spirit and soul, and it made me feel so complete and full. And then life started happening. I got a job, you know, an executive position. You know, I had to work 60 hours a week or more. Then I had the babies. They were active in all these activities. And the next thing I know, 10 years passed again. And um, I remember just feeling like dark again. And I remember saying, Okay, God, if you give me a chance to do this again, nothing, nothing in my life will stop me or be a distraction. And in that process, I'm just sharing this because I want you to know that the greatness comes, the great, the the the, the, the goodness comes. And every time you're in a lot of pain, bigger breakthroughs happen. So yeah, I remember right after I made that commitment, my my son, my youngest son, who was like the golden child, you know was supposed to play, you know, was was being watched for football and, you know, my golden child, right, never gave you know, was my good child, my child, right? He got arrested. The cops busted my door and, uh, and arrested my baby, so I'm going through that. Then he had a newborn child and my first grandchild. Then my grandmother. So literally in my house, I was suddenly responsible for taking care. My daughter was home and my other son was home, my grandmother and my daughter. So here I am, making the most money, the most stable body, having to care for all of these people in my home. But I still didn't let it stop me. Then, you know, illness. But like, all I'm saying to you is there was one there was one thing after another. And every time I got prepared, I prepared myself to go to the next level with my, at this point I'm seeing it more of as a spoken word business there will be something traumatic that happens. It's happened more recently. I got hit by a car in January. When As soon as I said, okay, now this is where we're going to go with the business. This is how we're going to grow. This is what we're going to do. I get hit by a car. My grandmother goes into hospice, like one thing after another. But I'm sharing this with you as Andre Nicole is sharing her story as well, how important it is because people don't understand mentorship it's part of that is getting to the root of what stops you. So with each traumatic incident that seems to put me on, that make, to put you on pause or stop you, I'm telling you don't stop. I'm telling you that life is going to happen, so you might as well do something you love in the along with it. And
1: that's what I was going to say. Like um, I kind of envision life now as like this huge ocean. And in the ocean, you can't stop waves. They're going to come. And you have two choices. You can either fight against them or you can just allow them to flow through you. And I've just decided to allow it to flow through me because I've learned with that um, vulnerability and just with that effortlessness, so much beauty and so much inspiration comes through it. So you can't be afraid to go through, you know, because, Mm -hmm. you know, Nine times out of ten, it's going to lead you to something more beautiful than you ever even imagined. So you just have to allow yourself to go through it and breathe and know that it's going to be okay.
2: And it's going to be okay. And one of the things I always say is the magic is on the other side of pain. The magic is on the other side of the pain. Same thing. You've got to push through it. Ride the wave, as Andrea suggested. Um, so we can talk about 100. I'm going, to, I'm going to let you ask me a few more questions in a moment. We can talk about 100 things, but I really want to – I am sorry to dwell on this, but it's important that we understand and know that you must do something you love because life is going to happen anyway. Period. Point blank. Life exactly. is going to happen anyway, right? So you yes. got to do something you love <laughs> in any time and try and try not to fall back to survival mode because it's very easy to do so. It's very easy to slip into survival mode. Where you just like a bill got you paid money, I got no money back. it's very easy to slip into that but right. keep working on on it anyway. keep working toward it anyway how do you how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? take a bite into it every single day, no matter what Some days I don't feel like for instance for example, some days I don't feel like doing um contracts and 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 vision plans, and production schedules, and that I don't feel like doing that part. Then there's sometimes I'd rather do that because I don't feel like I'm in a creative space where I can write and create, okay? Then there's sometimes I just don't feel like doing the mundane stuff, returning emails and phone calls. But what I do is make sure that every day, no matter what, I don't care if you have a two jobs, I don't care if you've got a job, an Uber, and grandkids, and grandkids I don't care what your children... I don't care what it is, every day take a bite out of it. Every day do something. Okay? That's the first um first advice I wanna give you. Two well, that's the second. The second advice is <laughs> every day take a bite. Take a bite, okay? So, we've done that. We're gonna talk a little bit now. Um, I don't think we need to go to commercial break because I love when energy starts flowing, I don't worry about that. And we also have a caller on the line. Caller, if you like to join the conversation with Nicole and I please make sure you press one so our producer can and can plug you in. So, Audrey Nicole, I'm all yours. Tell me, ask me a question. You are you have been chosen, selected by Jacqueline to pick my brain. And, and have I, I don't know if and I, I see this, why I am Jacqueline so is
1: humbled by this experience. You guys have no idea. I don't, you know, I don't want to get into it, but I just I just want to make a point to say that I'm really grateful for this exposure, for this conversation. You know, for any interest in anything that I have to say, you know, this is really a very moving experience for me. Um, but I think first, I, I want to ask the most obvious question for, I would think, a new spoken word artist. Um, how important do you think it is to memorize your work? Because I, you know, I write so much, um, finished pieces, unfinished pieces, and when I do open mics, When I started doing them, I read from my phone, but I'm a very Mm -hmm. animated person, so I don't think it matters either way, but I want to know what you think.
2: Okay, good question. And, see, Jacqueline, let me just say this. First of all, thank you for your kind words. Secondly, Jacqueline is amazing. She has this innate gift to know who to put in contact with whom. I don't know how she remembers all these people <laughs> and these things. And these, I really don't. But now that I've heard your story, it's making all the sense in the world why she wanted to be a guest <laughs> for the show. Right, right. I, it makes all the sense in the world because our stories are similar. Um, and just to your point about memorization, that that I also know as well, that she knows that about me. So let me say this to you. It depends. It depends on how you want to deliver your message, and it depends on your audience, okay? So that's important to know. I'm going to tell you, when you're doing the – generally speaking, the spoken word open mic venues, they don't respect you unless you memorize your pieces, your piece, generally, because they're more competitive, if you know what I mean. However – Nikki Giovanni said to me to my face about fifteen years ago that she still reads from her book. You know what I mean? Right. But her audience her audiences are usually in the literary college market. So they respect and honor the written word.
1: Okay, I understand
2: what you're okay. You understand? Yes. So they don't look that they don't frown upon you reading your work. So that's two sides of the spectrum, two ends of the spectrum. You got one, they, don't, they frown upon you reading your work. It's almost considered disrespectful. On the other end of the spectrum, it's considered they honor it because they come from, they honor the written word. So what I've done is I've created a space where I've been able to do both. I might have a poem that I've memorized. Even if I don't memorize the entire poem, I I've cre- I started writing some poems that have almost like a hook to it. One says, um, "Bring me flowers, bring me callery kisses and rose petal hugs and sunflower stories." Throughout, that's like the hook of a song, but it's poetry, right? Right. So I've done that. I've created that poem so that if I memorize the verses, cool. If I don't guess what I can do I can freestyle it as long as I come back to the hook, so the speak right right that's a crutch a tool I created for myself and therefore it appears that I've memorized my poem but guess what I really ain't memorized the poem and it doesn't matter if I memorized it or not because the only person that knows that poem is me now once I put that to wax put that on you know put that to music and put it on the ep and sell it then I definitely have to memorize it because your fans are going to want to hear it the way they purchased it Right. Yes. So then there's other things you can do to create a crutch where you seem more so-called professional and it's not found upon. It depends on your audience and your audience, in any audience. For example, I, one time I recall, I pretended that I was writing the poem as I said it, and therefore I had a crutch in front of me like a notebook when mm-hmm. I was reciting the poem. And I was reading the poem. But I created the scenario that I was writing it. You understand? Right. Which requires some acting. So you did you can infuse some acting into it so that you can create a pop for yourself. Yes? Does yes. that make sense?
0: Totally. Okay.
2: Okay. So there then you can put it to music that makes it easier to remember. You can like I said, write it like it's a song almost where you have a book and you make some music to it and then you, you listen to it as music so you can memorize it. So I say all that to say there are some poems that I've memorized because of the way they're written, because I've either put them to music, I've either created um, a skit around it and created a crutch, um, or, or I allow myself to memorize half of it and some of it I freestyle, right? But it all makes sense. Right. then there's poems that are so deep, so heavy, that I don't even make an attempt to memorize them because they don't have a certain cadence or whatever. They don't have things. The only way I can memorize that is by studying forever. And those I don't have to worry about because typically those are delivered in, motiv- in motivational speaking type of environments. So, again, you have to know your audience. You have to know what you're walking into. If you're walking into an open mic, I would suggest you find one poem your heavy hitter, and you memorize that and do it for your open mic, more spoken word competitive type of thing, events, right? Yes. If you're doing it more coffee shops and things like that, um, colleges and stuff, you don't necessarily have to memorize them. Again, it's about knowing your audience and knowing how they're going to receive it and adjusting it and making yourself props, crunches, or whatever you need as part of the delivery. That that makes
1: complete sense, and that definitely helps me out a lot because that's been my main insecurity um, as a new artist. And I've still gotten up, and I've still done it anyway. Um, But, you know, it's definitely something that um, it's a goal that I want to work towards. But like I said, I just wanted to know, in your opinion, you know, how important um, memorization was because I do notice, you know, being out here that everyone memorizes their poems except for me.
2: <laughs> well that's because you're in a, what I call a narrow market right now.
1: Right.
2: So as a new poet I will also suggest that you study the message in your poems and you find other audience outside of the open mic spoken word venues because I have found that I have more success because of my style, because of my delivery a, I create my own stuff. That's how I got into the business of producing because I didn't know I had to produce, direct, and write. That's how I got into the business because I decided to create a platform that I envisioned. I always I go to these places. I'm like, I would love a platform where we tell a story using poetry and, and songs. And I created this thing called Soul Opera. And in that, because I'm producing, directing, acting, and performing as a spoken word artist. I'm able to write in props and crutches for myself because I have so much on my mind. There's some poems I'm able to discipline myself enough or make the time to learn and memorize and there's some I can't. You oh. know? Um but also um I've recognized when I, I, I've taken my poetry because of the message of my poetry and I've packaged them almost as in my motivational speaking. So when I'm invited to speak so I I seek I now now that I, before I was sought after, I literally would volunteer or do things for free um, and say, "I see you're having um, a mentorship to girls today. Um, I would love to come and speak with them for free." And I would use my calling my spirit my, animal
1: because that is what I do as <laughs> well. I love.
2: Yeah, well, see, I told you, Jacqueline is is divine, right? So I would yeah, it's, would,
1: it's I, just amazing, just talking to you and listening. It's, it's just, it's like, it's crazy. I know you know exactly <laughs>
2: what, what I'm feeling. It's hard I know exactly words. what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. So that's what I would do. I would, originally, before they started calling me to, to, to hire me, I would call. I would see, you know, especially the smaller nonprofits and the community centers. I was like, hi, if you're having something, I would love to speak for free. And I would use motivational speaking and poetry as my delivery. Therefore, I wasn't expected to what? To memorize the poems right? And I would always package things as a story. What part of my story am I going to tell today? And I would use that, a combination of poetry and the motivational speaking in that, okay? Yes. I would even do something interactive and get the audience to give me three words, and then I would, as they say in the hip-hop world, come off the dome, and even if it's a short verse, people are impressed with that, right? Even if it's a verse that I remember from another poem, and that is Happens to work, then I'll use it, and da-da-da. So I've memorized bits and pieces of various poems and sometimes make a whole new poem. It depends. Right. But the key is to package it, to figure out what your message is, to figure out what other audiences besides the open mic um, arenas, open mic venues, open mic events, that will receive you well based on your message and based on what's the story you want to share, okay?
1: Yes, and there's so many different niches here in Charlotte. Um, You know, I literally am just touching the surface, Um, and as I sift through, I'm learning that there's so many different um, communities and so much diversity, you know. I'm just getting started, so I'm really excited for what's to come.
2: Yeah. I'm going to tell you another another trick, another thing that's important. Break it down into 15 minutes. Almost think of it as a performance versus a poem. How can you deliver 15 minutes of have a 15 minute delivery, no matter what? So think of it this way: you got to memorize at least one poem that's more like a spoken word piece for those open mic venues. You got to memorize at least one. Mm-hmm. Then the, then you got to take some of the stuff that you have and you got to package it in short stories, like 15 minutes worth of delivery. So, for instance, I do things, everything I do is around peace, love, and poetry. That's what I do. So I have, so now what I've done, is, people want to hire me, I ask them for how long, and they say 15 minutes. So I have peace, love, and poetry are my sets, so to speak. Think of it as a musician. What are your sets? What are you going to cover? And, like, peace starts off with um, a poem about peace, right? And then I go into a monologue talk about how to get to your center, to your peace, and da, da, da. i got a poem that says, that was just a piece of my piece. You know what I mean? So I know that poem is a part of that, right? Then after I do the monologue, then I go into a, I can't sing, but I've learned to sing a couple of verses of a couple of songs. Then I sing a bit of a song. I have the music play off my iPad. I I sing a verse off that song, and then I go back into another poem, and then I close out with another monologue. You feel me? Yes. So that way I don't have to me- worry about memorizing everything. All I got to do is memorize. If anybody calls me, I don't know if they're booking me for 15 minutes, I'll do peace. If they're booking me for 30 minutes, I do peace and love. If they're booking me for 45 minutes, I do peace, love, and poetry set. But each set is already written down, broken down, Tell me what I'm going to talk about, what, what two poems I'm going to do, because I'm only going to do two poems, believe it or not, in each set. What I'm going to talk about, and it's the format, so format it. Let me tell you something. You can make money. I make money doing just what I just said to do. You call me, you want to book that set for 15 minutes, you got to pay me $250 to come deliver it. It also helps me because I'm prepared. You understand? Mm-hmm. Now, there are some cases based on the audience, want. if they can tell me who I'm going to see, what I'm going to do, whatever, that, I can take little pieces from all three of them and create my own its own piece for that specific event. There's also now but I'm more experienced than you now that there's times I'm going with a whole plan and I don't do none of it. Spirit leads me to do more or something different. Right. But you gotta get you gotta get to that point. But no matter what, I always got what I say, something in the pocket. I always know one poem. I got about four or five poems that I perform more than anything else. I know the majority of those poems based on experience and based on how many times I perform them now and based on the fact that I've put a couple to music, you understand? So yes. no matter where you are, with your story of ninety nine seventeen, that's important. There's markets for that. There's a market for, like I do – I don't share much, but I do a lot of domestic violence um, things because most speakers are always on the victimization side. They're right. always focusing on you being the victim and you being a survivor. I focus on thriving and how and being in the freedom of it. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't get all into my story on about what happened and how it happened because that keeps you on victimization mindset. So I'm invited often because I'm one of the few speakers who – speak on domestic violence, A, that I use poetry, B, that I don't focus on the victimization of it. I focus on the thriving and freedom of getting through it and beyond it, right?
1: Yeah, and that's one of that's one of the most beautiful things about poetry is focusing on the aftermath. And I just share with Miss Jackie, actually, it's so funny you brought that up because I think it was just yesterday I wrote a piece. I write pieces about people and they don't even know it, and I don't even know them but it could just be a brief moment, and I wrote uh, something when I talked to a woman who had just gotten her son back out of, like, DSS care, and instead of talking about the sorrow of it, I kind of spoke from the child's perspective, even though he was only two, you know? So yeah. it's just um, amazing how our brains can be so empathetic and just go to different levels and
2: different places,
1: and and we, we're here to write about it. <laughs>
2: Right, and that's the gift. So those those are the things I'll tell you about getting started. So what else you got for me?
1: Uh, well, well, when you were speaking about format, I was going to ask you, does an artist have to fit a format or can a format, you know, can, can an artist create their own format or is it something, a format that they must follow?
2: No, there's no format that you must fi- follow, A, eh? um, none. The good news about being a creator that you can create. However, let me—I shall say—in some circles and some cliques, you will may be frowned upon if you don't stick to what they believe is to be the normal or the traditional way of doing things. For example, I know more people in the music world right now. I know more people in the music world right now because I have a tendency to perform and write and compose most of my stuff to music. So therefore, I'm not always invited to spoken word events where it's strict spoken word, the mic and and you. You know what I mean? Right. And someone told me before, is that because you're no longer a, a poet? I said, surely I am. Then I have to remind them that, Scott Heron was a poet to music. I have to remind them that a lot of songwriters were poets first. Maurice White of Earth, Wind & Fire, Tina Marie. You know what I mean? Right. I have to remind them of those things. And because I have created um, a a platform, a venue, a style of my own that was not done before anyone else, that to our knowledge, sometimes that's frowned upon. Um however, it it all on one side in the respect sometimes it's found upon, but it opens me up to a whole lot of people and a whole group of people, um, actually a whole nation of people who would love spoken word but they don't wanna go they felt like it was being too clickish, you know what I mean? Right. They felt like they it or well, it was it very, for a certain you, know, time. you don't want
1: to feel like it's competitive because Right. You know when you're overflowing with all this creativity, the last thing you want is criticism. You just want the opportunity to um speak and i and yes. people would think, "Oh, it's not a big deal you you know you're reading it out loud, but it's so much freedom in just doing that, you know so
0: exactly.
1: yeah, it's just it's just freedom in just doing that so even even when I got up, you know the first few times, you know I stumbled a few times, you know I messed up. But like I said, the crowd was so um, receptive and they were so supportive, you know, it just kept me kind of flowing. We kind of laughed through it. And, you know, we just kept it moving. But when it was all said and done, when I tell you I hadn't felt that free since I was on the stage of Freedom Theater when I was about 14 years old, you know, that's exactly, that's the last time I remember feeling that way when I was a little right. girl. Well,
2: well, the good news is, the blessing is, you're going to call forth those environments. Let's call forth those environments. And if you don't find them, then create it. Right. And I'll be glad to come to Charlotte to help you do that. If you I don't have you create it. The,
1: the, the other question I wanted to ask you was, do you feel like spoken word is like a male-dominated um, industry? And if so, how do you maneuver through that, especially being like a young, single woman, you know, and wanting – the song focus to be on your work?
2: Um, yes. And the reason I believe it's mostly male-dominated is because all lyricists, hip-hop lyricists specifically, are poets that rap to a beat, right? Right. work has a tendency to sound like and be a lot like hip-hop. Right. As what it's evolved to. But when you don't have that specific style, if you don't subscribe to that, you it has you have a tendency to be look like well, what is she doing? Right, but right, but that the main reason I believe it's it's male dominated is because again, it's just to me a subculture of hip hop and hip hop or or hip hop really is a subculture of spoken word. Really, when you think of it from uh, um, a timeline purposes, right, uh, creation purposes, uh, hip hop. It's an evolution of spoken word, again, way back to the last poet, skills got here and blah, blah, blah. Right? Right. But, and so therefore that's why it's male-dominated, because males take to that genre more than us. However, again, look at it like a genre. I tell people, you hip-hop, I'm jazz and smooth. I'm jazz and R&B. So I'm jazz and soul. You know what I mean? You might right. be R&B you might be R&B with a with a with a taste I got a poem that's talking about you know I might like, it is a hint of hip hop a taste of jazz you know what i mean right Flash of R&B you know what i mean all of that is a combination of it and there's sometimes i write pieces that are very bluesy that might have a that sound more like a blues piece based on the cadence and how i deliver it there's some there's some pieces I have that are more hip hop ish, you know, because I'm an old school hip hop girl. It might sound there's some pieces that I know sound more like it could be written by Tina Marie because she's a big influence and I style, I write a lot like she sings, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So. So as a female in the business, um, and that's what I want you to know. It is our gift, but we are still it is still a business. It's still we think of our art as a business. We won't. We won't subscribe so easily. To this, um, this uh, what is it called? Um, struggling artist narrative, right? Right. So now, the second part to answer the second part of your question about being a female, how you maneuver it? A, you create, you seek out safe spaces. You seek out um, spaces that are not as competitive. They are safer in the coffee shops of the world. They are safer. Your, you know, not safer, but. Not saying safer, but you feel safer. It's, it's a space where you feel freer and you might feel more accepted and embraced. Um, and I feel like the intentions
1: uh, are, are a little, you know, could could easily be, you know, a little more um, easy to identify than, than in some of the, like, nightclubs or, like, you know, the little places that they have here when they have it. Because I've done both. I've done the coffee it's shop. Just
2: like our, look, it's just like anything, first of all. You gotta pick and choose where you want to be heard, right? And I refuse to, I refuse to perform in spaces that I know don't necessarily want to hear me,
0: right?
2: I'm not going to a nightclub and perform unless I happen to have written a piece that happens to be where I'm a guest on a hip hop or a R and B song that somebody's written. You know what I mean?
0: Right.
2: But I'm not gonna go to a club. And stand there and try to perform poetry when people want to drink and party. They don't want to hear no daggone poetry. Right. Why would I do that to myself? Why would I do that to myself? Knowing that my style is not such. Now, if I'm more of a spoken word artist and I sound like hip hop, then they might more more likely listen to me because that style meet, matches that environment. Does that make but, sense? It uh, makes complete sense. So, people know if I come out to see you, you're performing, singing, or whatever, don't ask me to get on a mic at a club. I'm not doing that.
0: Right.
2: Unless we've written a song together and I happen to have dropped 16 bars on it, and I'm going to come drop <laughs> 16 bars on it. Right. Right? Yes. <laughs> but if I don't, don't think I'm going to come here and talk peace, love, and flowers right now. Right. And why would I do that to myself? So I gotta add it to because you ain't listening. You mad because you like I don't know what she's talking about. She's talking yeah. all deep in the spit, talking about the divine and God and all. <laughs> why don't I hear
1: that?
2: <laughs> keep it real, right?
1: One hundred. Right,
2: keep it one. Everybody, thank you just joining in. This? this is me, friend Shana. You listen to Master Grill Radio, Beyond a Spoken Word, with um, and my guest tonight is the lovely Andrea Nicole out of Charlotte, North Carolina. She has been chosen to pick my brain, to call in and ask me questions as a starting um, spoken word artist in the area, and we just kept it real, real. She was like, "What about you know going to? I ain't performing in a club. Those of you know me know I ain't doing it."
1: <laughs> Listen, you just streamlined my whole process. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Thank you so much.
2: <laughs> no, you're so welcome. Don't do it to yourself, babe. You know, right? Don't do it to yourself because just like with and I'm gonna tell you, with um, soul opera, the production I have where we tell stories of love and life using soul music and poetry. And the platform is this: I, I go to these, these um, I don't even know what to call them. These gospel plays and stuff, right? And they're acting, and the storylines make it a little bit of sense. And then they bust out in the song, and I'm like, "What just happened?" Right. And it would just, I would be so confused sometimes.
0: Yeah.
2: And then I went. I, I love opera and I love classical music and stuff like that because I played the oboe when I was younger. So I go one time to this thing called rock opera. You know, everybody knows that opera is just telling a story but singing it, singing a song, in op- you know, opera, right? Right. Telling a love story mostly. So then one time I went, years ago, I went to this thing, rock opera. And they instead of you singing it in Italian and opera, they told the story singing rock songs. Rock and roll, hard rock. Oh, it was so much rock. I was like, "Oh, my hair!" Hurt. Right. <laughs> but I thought, "Wow, that's mad cool." I tell stories. I got something to say. Our music tells stories. Right. But we don't do rock. I do soul music. That's what I do. My poetry is soulful. That's what we do. That's how I came up with soul opera. And that's what we do. We kick a theme. We tell a story. This theme. This this show theme is he said, she said. Everybody loves this theme. The guys get to be on stage without the girls. The girls get to go on stage at the end. We're doing duets and everything. It might be a poetry and song duet. It might be a, a two poets going back and forth. It might be um, two singers doing a duet. But my point is, you, we tell the story, and we do a little acting in it because you got to move the storyline. you got to have something to transition the storyline and keep the story moving. But that's what we do. All I did was flip the format. You understand? yes. When I first did it, people like like, first of all, people who sing, sing, people who perform poetry, do poetry, people who act, act. What nobody trying to – my poets is – look, I memorized my poem I felt like I had a friend. I'm like, no, but you got to wait for your cue. they like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you got to wait for your cue. You know, the singers are like, you can't be busting in a poem right in the middle of my song. I'm like, well, was just music playing. Yes, I can't. Like, they was not <laughs> trying to do that. It was too much for them. Girl, we – It has stretched us and helped us. I act, sing, and do poetry now, okay? I didn't do that when I started. My poets, they acting, doing poets, playing instruments, singing. Everybody do four. For everybody that started out with me has gone outside and stretched beyond their original genre, what they were originally doing. And the next thing we know, now, we are in a live music venue that has a bar and booth. But we are a whole production. I right. created a platform where my style would work in that in that way. Where it's a night out, you understand? But you think I'm gonna go somewhere where they're shooting pool and they got a big bar in the middle? And no, no, no.
0: Right.
2: And when I come up in the joint, they like sweet. No, I know you. I did I got Wilmington train, Don't ask me. You No, better. I'm not doing that. <laughs> nah, I feel you 100. percent And another thing I want to add to that you got to be ready to, as your brand builds, you got to make it have value. Which means you can't do everything everywhere. It devalues your brand. Right. Okay, so think about that. What else you got? Well, we only got, girl, we've been having a, this has been good. We only I know, got eight right? minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have one more
1: question. Um, I'd actually... My last question, oh, my last question was, I don't know how common this is, but do you think that there's anything that you would consider a poorly written poem? Or no, because Um, it's the person's individual expression and that's, you know, their thoughts and their moment.
2: Well, this is where I'm old school. (laughs) This is why I'm going to act my age, okay? Okay. Yes, there's something called poorly written when you haven't thought about you haven't thought about it. Almost, I think mean, I go to music because it's easier for people. To, you got to build to a crescendo. You can't just come at my head from the gate. It's any story, okay? You can't come hard at my head and then you die in the end. And by the end, we don't even know what you're talking about because you hit it so hard in the head early on, right? Right. Build your audience. Bring your audience in. Tell the story. Give it. Give it ebbs and flows. Give it highs and lows. You know what I'm saying? Right. And always close on a high note. That's the first thing. That's just from a flow of a, 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 a being well-written as far as how they tell you to write stories when you're writing short stories, right, or if you're writing a fiction novel, or if you're writing a song, whatever. Right. That's just a basic writing rule, unwritten writing rule, right? Right. And that's more about how to engage and keep your audience. But also, now this is the old school part. Please watch how you use words and 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 just because you want it to sound like something, make sure it actually goes with what you're saying. It actually makes sense. Please be a study of of words and the language before you just decide to write and make sure it makes sense. Just because you got a bad verse don't mean it's does it go with what you just what, with the whole poem? You know what I mean? You don't be so busy trying to have the baddest line and make people go, oh, that it don't even go with the poem, the story, and the the it don't go. Right. To me, that's what makes things poorly written. And then also keep in mind, now, like I talked to you earlier about delivery, what's your product of delivery? If you plan on writing a book or packaging your poetry for the book, a book, make sure you've written it in a way that it is literary worthy. Okay? Yes. If you're not and you're just going to do it for EP or CD purposes, it doesn't matter so much because I'm hearing it rather than seeing it. But once you put it to paper, please make sure it's well written. Right. And if you don't know, hire a real editor, not your homie, not your cousin, friend, auntie. Hire a real editor to help you pair that for the written word i purchased so many chapbooks and books that I can't even read them because I'm so mad as hell about the grammar, the use of the word by Tom. I'm just done. I can't even read them. Yeah. But when I heard you deliver the poem, which made me buy it in the first place, I absolutely loved it. So, that again, it depends on your delivery and, and the mechanism you're going to use to deliver that to the public. Okay. Yeah, and, then, and I have some And I have some That are only going to be strictly audio Because, because it only I makes sense To
1: hear it, right. it
2: only Yeah makes I write a, I write a lot of stuff hand.
1: like that That I don't even let anyone read Because it wouldn't make sense Because it doesn't convey or evoke the same um, Emotion Unless you know it's uh-huh. conveyed The way I hear it in my head yeah. Opposed to how they read it on paper
2: Right and so there's some I separate these are going in the book, these are going to E P. Okay. You understand? Yes. And then if I decide to combine the two, there's still only you're not, there are some that are good in both with, both, like morning rituals and fill the dreams which you just heard, that's both for written that I happen to say people like this so much, I decided to put it on audio. But it was already written. I can
0: see why style. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful.
2: Thank you. Oh, thank you. So, you know, you got to keep those things in mind as far as what is well written and what's not. And, again, and you gauge what you think you want the public to read. You know how it goes. You you know how it goes when there's some things you read, okay, and there's some things you don't. Otherwise, you know, and, and if you decide to write anything, everybody, if you decide to write, put it in writing, please, please, please check your grammar, check your word usage, check your spelling. All of that, please, and have somebody do it as well, because it's not—it takes away from the quality of the product.
1: Yeah, that makes total sense.
2: Yeah. So it's it's really like that. <laughs> hope, yeah. Well, we only have about three minutes left. I really have enjoyed talking to you.
1: And I've enjoyed you as well. You. I didn't expect it to be this way. I was pleasantly surprised. I was so nervous, but this is this was, you know, you made me feel very welcomed and very comfortable. So this was awesome.
2: Thanks. <laughs> so let me just, um, before we disconnect, i got a few things I want to share with the listeners. Tell us one more time who you are. Tell us um, how, where we can find you again. Oh, and I need to say this to you. Yes, you need, I don't believe you need IG and Snapchat. you got to pick one, though. You have to have that immediate. Because one thing I love about see, Facebook will give you your connections to those in your immediate circle. It's that type of connection. But what I love about IG is that you will connect with your tribe, people who are going through the same things you're going through, who understand your plight. You will find your tribe on IG, and they will find you okay. way beyond. So. Instagram is very important that way. I am so connected to people in music and film, and poetry and the arts. And I'm really into like crystals and all. So I'm connecting to all these people outside of my. I mean, all over the world. Right. It's they are my tribe. My Instagram gives me life. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I love my Instagram followers, and because we are, we we. We, we inspire one another through our Instagram. So I, I, I would I would definitely suggest you do it. If you like to be on screen a lot and play a lot and show your face and take selfies, to go for Snapchat. I'm not that girl. Yeah, I'm exactly. not I'm not
1: her either. I can't you know, I'm yeah. not I yeah. I don't care, mad at me. know no that date is on but that's not my thing either.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's not my thing. So I don't do Snapchat plus I'm fifty years old almost fifty years old. So I feel like <laughs> I wanna do that. Okay? Right.
1: okay, so, well, my point <laughs> well, I definitely get that um get that Instagram
2: and once you wait till you find your tribe coming to you I, that's what I love mostly about that YouTube I highly recommend, and this is Jacqueline's suggestion too um as you develop content specifically, you want to have your YouTube page set up because people are gonna to capture you and want a place to upload it, okay outside right. of Facebook. And some of my friends, I have people upload on Facebook. I have a majority of people upload footage that I didn't even capture on on YouTube. Okay, so um, start your YouTube page. Also with your YouTube page, which Jacqueline and I, but it's my fault, Jacqueline. I know it's your birthday, that's why you're quiet today, but it's my fault. You know she's helped me organize my Facebook page as far as content to monetize certain things, even though I haven't filled all the content up yet, but she's already organized it to monetize it and taught me how to look at it to monetize it. So as it grows, I will be able to monetize it. So it's better to have it than to have to scramble when you start getting content to figure it out, okay? Yes. So um, I would suggest you start it even if you don't make it public, that you already have it set up. You can always make it private until you're ready to go. And then the last thing I would suggest is find I use NGB or MBG social. Um, Once you get multiple pages, you can, you know, find something that will help you with content, and NGB helps me. Um, I'll share that with you in an email separate from here in the inbox. It helps me in that I'm able to schedule five or six um, social media messages and content. I can actually find content, relevant content. Um, It helps me do that, okay, without me having to always have my own content. Um, So that's how you keep it going that way, again. And then it will help you, too, when you begin to monetize. Um, And and, and the last and most important thing, get you a free website through Weebly.com or um, Wix.com. Right now, Wix has the best templates. It's free. It's user-friendly. Set it up. You said that was Wix.com. Yeah, it had, and right. I use Weebly, but I'm about to switch to Wix only because Wix has better templates. They've been evolving where Weebly hasn't, right? Right. Um, and then once you once you're ready to to sell products and and things like that, you know, you can talk with um, Jacqueline when you're ready to go to that next level. But you have to have a landing page so that. You know, I went to find you on Facebook, and it's 100 people with your name. Right. <laughs> right?
1: Yes, and I have so, a very common name, so that is definitely an issue.
2: <laughs> right. So find a way to, you know, put put Andrea, change your name to, say, Andrea 9917 or something. Okay. So I, it could be easy, and then you the rest of your name. You know what I mean? Right. But then parentheses or something, so we'll know. Oh. Okay. Um. Okay. So Jacqueline is saying the best site right now is strikingly.com. Everybody, she's suggesting that you use strikingly.com um, as your website. It, it doesn't look like it's free, but it is. Haha. <laughs> so Jacqueline says you strikingly.com. That's s t r i k i n g l y.com. I think that's what she wants me to change over to. So, but my point is, you gotta have a landing page somewhere so that a place. You know, you have to have a presence because even if when you, no matter what you do these days, people are going to, first thing they're going to do is see if you've got a web page. And even though they know darn well, they don't be in a webpage like that. They got to know you have one. It's the biggest thing, right? So take some time out, you know, like I said, you know, bite on it every day, do something, and and have that part done. And also people take you more seriously when you have that kind of stuff in place, you know, it's okay. just the way it is, Okay. Yes. All right, everybody. All right. So, Andrea, tell us now how we can find you in the meantime until you set up your Instagram or your YouTube.
1: Yeah, this is Andrea Nicole, originally from Philly, residing in Charlotte, North Carolina. Up and coming spoken word artist. You can find me on Facebook, Andrea Nicole Williams, and I will have an IG up and running in the next twenty-four hours, so I'll be able to post, you know, uh, promote that as well.
2: Good. Congratulations, and thank you so much for calling tonight. It's been my pleasure and you've made um my job very easy today. It was just Oh, just, I appreciate you know, that. Thanks brings, so much for having me. You're welcome. It brings me so much joy to be able to share and help other artists who are um who are are doing what I do. You know, it's just it's just such a blessing. And thank you to our producer, Jacqueline Taylor Adams. Thank for, you. Ms. <laughs> for um, pro- producing this awesome show, and please send her a happy birthday shout out if you don't mind. Please on one of her websites, Master Grid Radio, or find her on Instagram. Please say happy birthday to my dear friend and colleague and executive producer of this show. Um, but most importantly, she always gets to me because I never tell you guys enough about how to find me what and where to where and what I'm doing. Bam! So here it is. Here's my last little bit before we close out for the evening. I am Sweet, S-U-I-T-E, Sweet Franchon is my name, spelled like a hotel suite, but it sounds so sweet like candy, S-U-I-T-E-F-R-A-N-C-H-O-N. You can find me anywhere, everywhere with that. Like I said, I'm on SoundCloud, I'm on Instagram, I'm on YouTube, I got a few Facebook pages and I got a website, all that good stuff. You can also find me at peacelovepoetry.us or peacelovepoetry on Facebook as well. Um, What we have going on We're so excited This summer is busy, busy, busy My team is working I'm driving I'm mad crazy But August 30th We have Peace, Love, and Poetry Soul Opera The Soul Opera Edition Um, The theme this, this In August is He said, she said You heard me talk about it A little bit earlier Where we tell stories Of love and life Using poetry and soul music And performing arts We are excited to be now At the World Cafe Live In Philadelphia You can find us at, you can find out more details and get your tickets at us or visit worldcafelive.com. The show is August the 30th. Doors open at 7, and we start promptly at 8. Yes, 8, you heard it. I don't start late, 8 o'clock, or you're going to miss half the show. Make sure you're there. Tickets only $20 plus fees. Advanced tickets, you can call 267-704-3494, 267-702-3494. 267 That is August the 30th, Peace Love Poetry, Soul Opera Edition. And we're so excited, and I'm stressed out about it, but I'm so glad to be able to deliver this. We are having our first annual Peace Love and Poetry in the Park Festival, September the 16th here in Wilmington, Delaware. If you want more detail, please make sure you email us at plpinthepark at gmail.com. If you're a vendor, uh, a performing artist or a visual artist, and you want to participate, please email us at plp in the park at gmail dot com. The website will be up soon, and it will be plp in the park dot us. It'll be plpinthepark.us. in dot us. That is Saturday, September sixteenth, from noon to dusk. We're gonna have live you know, we're gonna have what you think, music and poetry. Going to tell stories all day long. We're so excited. We got dancers performing. We have visual artists. We have an elder's village. We have a children's village. We are going to have a good time, so make sure you reach out to me, DM me, hit me up. Let me know how you want to share, participate. We're also looking for volunteers as well. If you are outside of the Wilmington, Philadelphia area, that's cool. No worries. You can call me. Let me know what you try trying to bring to your city. I can help you produce that. I can help you. If you're an artist and you want a one-on-one mentoring session that Nicole just had, Andre Nicole just had, guess what? You can hit us up. You can hit me up at sweethepoet at gmail.com or call at 267-702-3494 and set up your mentoring session. We are here to help you. There's enough room in this universe for all of us. And we want all of us to eat. We want us to go from surviving to thriving. I am your host, sweet friend, Sean, and I have been. it's been my honor and pleasure to serve you tonight. Be sure to catch us next month, as I don't know what we're talking about, because my producer is awesome and phenomenal, and I trust that she's going to give me something good. So I'll see you around. Thank you for listening to Master Great Radio. Beyond spoken word, I'm Sweet fresh Sean. Peace, love, and light. Have a great night.
0: 18 plus.